Hello, it's Roger Stroop with an announcement. Old Man Yells at Music is now on Instagram. Yes, it's another social media feed, another place you can leave your feedback, and another place where I can provide content, the photographic kind. Obviously, I'm going to borrow some images from the internet, but there will be pictures of other things and possibly my person. So, if you want to check that out, you can find it on Instagram at old, old Man Yells at Music. That's at Old Man Yells at Music on Instagram. Hope to see you there. Now let's start the show. It's the Old Man Yells at Music podcast. And here's your host... That moderate-talking middle-aged man himself, Roger Stroop. Hello and welcome to episode 24 of the Old Man Yells at Music podcast. I'm Roger Stroop. Today we're looking at the charts of July 4th, 1998. In France, the World Cup was in the knockout rounds. Leading up to the final, where Zinedine Zidane headed in two goals to give the host the title. In the final eight years later, he would use his head again, but in a less productive way. Meanwhile, PC users were learning the ins and outs of the just-released Windows 98. And if you weren't watching soccer or fiddling on the computer, here's what else pop culture had to offer. At the movies this month, we were in the heart of summer blockbuster season. And leading the charge were Bruce Willis and Ben Affleck in the year's second asteroid-headed-for-Earth movie, Armageddon. You also had Lethal Weapon 4, in which Hong Kong action star Jet Li joined up with Mel, Danny, and the rest. The Mask of Zorro, where Antonio Banderas played the legendary Latin swashbuckler. And Saving Private Ryan, Steven Spielberg's World War II epic, where Tom Hanks leads a squad that included a then-unknown Vin Diesel on a mission to rescue Matt Damon. Moviegoers looking to laugh flocked to see Ben Stiller suffer the worst zipper malfunction ever, and Cameron Diaz find a new alternative to hair gel in There's Something About Mary. Family audiences went to see Lindsay Lohan in her first Disney remake, The Parent Trap. And those looking for a fairy tale found their happy ending at the end of the month with Drew Barrymore in Ever Ever After, A Cinderella Story. Nothing big in TV, news, in TV news this month. The month before, though, Sex and the City debuted on HBO. I don't know if I'm a Carrie or a Samantha, because for me, my impressions of Sarah Jessica, Park, Sarah Jessica Parker and Kim Cattrall will forever be stuck in 1982. They'll always be Patty from Square Pegs and Lassie from Porky's in my mind. On the bestseller lists, top fiction titles included an adult novel by a YA legend, Summer Sisters by Judy Bloom, and also two books that would later become Renee Zellweger movies, Helen Fielding's Bridget Jones Diary and Charles Fraser's Cold Mountain. And among the and on the and the nonfiction charts were headed by our buddy Jimmy Buffett and his memoir, A Pirate Looks at 50, and also Tuesdays with Maury, in which Detroit sports writer Mitch Album writes of his series of weekly conversations with his former college professor who was dying from ALS. And there wasn't much music news this month. 
So I decided to find out what was number one on some of the other charts around the world this week. In Australia and in a few other countries, it was La Copa de Vida, The Cup of Life by Ricky Martin. In New Zealand, it was We Don't Know How Lucky We Are by Fred Dagg and Diamond Lil. In Spain, it was Happy World by Blue For You. In France, it was La Tribu de Dana by Manau. And in Finland, they were rocking to the sounds of Tate Maista Kaunin by Apulanta. I doubt I got that right. And now, the charts. We start, as always, below the top 40s. This time we're in Canada, and we're looking at their number 71 song, Apparitions by the Matthew Good Band. Formed in Coquitlam, British Columbia in 1995, the Matthew Good Band were formed by Matthew Good, a former folk musician switching to rock. The band reached the top 40 in 1997 with their second charting single, Everything is Automatic, and Apparitions was the follow-up. Apparitions is an alt-rock power ballad that I interpret as being about someone who is isolated and delusional. Draw your own conclusions from lyrics like these. Say hello. Well, it is strange. Where you are. Where you used to be kind of free. Are they laughing at you? Laughing at you. The rat in your brain rules the world from the comfort of your living room. Tell me, are we leaving soon? The comfort of your living room. Tell me, are we leaving soon? We're stuck inside our own machine. Apparitions. 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 It's evocative, and good sings with passion and fury. A lot of late 90s alternatives sounded like this, but it's the quality of the song that makes this track stand out. Apparitions was down from a peak of number 59. The group had two more top 40 hits, the second of which, Hello Time Bomb, also received airplay on American rock and alternative radio. The group broke up in 2002 after four albums, and Good has since released nine solo albums, with the most recent, Moving Walls, being released just this past February. Enter the top 40s, staying in Canada for their number 34 song, Broken Bones by Love Inc. Formed in 1997 in Toronto, Love Inc. was a trio consisting of DJ and producer Chris Shepard, who had been one of the foremost figures in Canadian dance music for about a decade, fellow DJ Brad Damon, and singer Simone Denny. Broken Bones was their first single. Broken Bones is technopop with a bleepy melody over which Simone Denny sings the part of an ex-addict and dealer who is coming to terms with how society judges her for her past. Well, that's what I get from these lyrics. Let me tell you, darling, I've been high most of my life, and a dream is just a wish that a heart makes. I used to sell ya, sell ya, sell ya only things you could find in a drugstore. People used to tell me, tell me, tell me just what kind of high they were looking for. Take a ride on a purple airplane. Honey, I don't know when I'll be back again, because I got broken bones. Not from the sticks and stones, but from the names that you call me. I got broken bones, not from the sticks and stones, 
but from the names that you call me. Hey, you got the picture. Do you know what I mean? I'm the fire, baby, and you're the gasoline. You like my characteristics. You like my stones. Call me all the names you say and break my bones. I find a lot of this kind of dance music very generic and, un and uninteresting, but the subject matter and Denny's vocals lifted above my prejudices. Broken Bones was down from a peak of 23. Love, Inc. would have four more top 40s. Five years later, both Broken Bones and follow-up You're a Superstar would reach the top 10 in the UK, with the former getting to number eight. After they broke up in 2000, Shepard continued to continued to, G, to DJ, sorry about that, while Denny, came, while Denny gained attention in 2003 when she sang All Things Just Keep Getting Better, the theme to the original version of the TV show Queer Eye. Brad Damon, meanwhile, would have success as a songwriter, producer, and remixer, and most notably contributed to NSYNC's last two albums. But sadly, he died from complications from cardiac arrest in 2018 at the age of 48. Now we're in Britain for their number 34, Zorba's Dance by LCD. The brainchild of London producer Dave Kelly, LCD stood for Large Cool Dudes, and they were four computer animated characters, overweight men named Ed, Zed, Ned, and Ted. Zorba's Dance was their first single. Zorba's Dance was originally written by composer Mikis Theodorakis from the 1964 movie Zorba the Greek. The song has pretty much become musical shorthand for anything Greek. This version is sped up and electronicized with a few sampled interjections. Basically, it does for Greek music what Rednex's Cotton Eyes Joe did for, or shall I say, to bluegrass. Zorba's Dance was down from a peak of number 20. It was re-released in 1999 and got to number 22. But the computer-animated Fat Guys gimmick wore off and there were no more LCD hits. However, animated characters created to-be pop stars would continue to pop up over the next few years, with examples including Prozac, Hampton the Hamster, and most famously, Gorillaz. Now we make our first visit to the U.S. With, for their number 34, Still Not a Player by Big Punisher featuring Joe. Born Christopher Rios in the Bronx in 1971, Big Punisher, or Big Pun for short, began rapping in the mid-80s. In 1995, he was discovered by fellow Bronx rapper Fat Joe, who invited Pun to rhyme on his second album, Jealous One's Envy. Pun's first single, 1997's I'm Not a Player, hit number 57, and the next year, a remix featuring vocals by R&B singer Joe Thomas was released under the title Still Not a Player. Still Not a Player is a piano-driven track over which Pun describes his sexual appetites and prowess thusly. I don't want to be a player, player no more. I'm not a player. I just crush a lot. But Big Punisher still got what you're looking for. For my thugs. For my thugs. I don't want to be a player no more. I'm not a player. I just crush a lot. But you know, Big Punisher's still down by law, who's down to crush a lot. Hey, yo, 
I'm still not a player, but you still a hater. Elevator to the top. Ha, see you later. I'm gone. Penthouse suite. Penthouse freaks. In-house beach. French countess. Ten thou piece. Rent out lease with an option to buy. Copping a 5-0 Benz for when I'm not far up in the sky. Puffing the lie from my twin Zito. Up in the Benzito with my Kiko from Queens named Perico. Nicknamed Perico. We go back like PAs and wearing PJs. Now we reach the peakage, running trains for three days. Who want to ride it? It won't cost you a dollar. Whether soft or harder, of course, you're still going to holler. My, my, I'm big, huh? I rip mine through your hooters. I'm sick. You couldn't measure me with six rulers. Hold up, chula. I'm talking about getting loot. But if, but I knock that boot if you out to get hoof. Hoof. Sorry, I'm very, very white. His delivery is laid back and charming enough that it softens the WTF factor of a line like the one about ripping through your hooters. But it's still there when you go back. How? I don't understand. Again, the white thing. How is that a sexual selling point? Still not a player would peak at number 24. He would have no further top 40 hits, but his album Capital Punishment went platinum. However, overeating to deal with stress and childhood trauma was something he struggled with for much of his life, and he weighed nearly 700 pounds when he had a heart attack and died in February of 2000 at only 28 years old. Two months later, his second and final album, Yeah Baby, was released. We stay in America to look at their number 25 song, I Want You Back by NSYNC. Formed in Orlando, Florida in 1995, NSYNC came together when Chris Kirkpatrick, who had just missed the cut in the auditions for the Backstreet Boys, suggested to music impresario Lou Pearlman that he could find the right singers to launch a second boy band. Kirkpatrick, who had worked at a local theme park, called his friends Justin Timberlake and J.C. Chassé, both of whom had had been on the Disney Channel's recently canceled New Mickey Mouse Club. They then added an ex-theme park co-worker of Kirkpatrick's named Joey Fatone and, rec and recruited Lance Bass from Mississippi on the recommendation of Timberlake's voice coach. The group signed with a German label, went to Sweden to record an album, and became teen idols in Europe in 1996 and 1997. In 1998... With the Backstreet Boys, whose career had traveled a similar trajectory, starting to break through in the U.S., NSYNC's album was released in their homeland, and I Want You Back was the first single. Co-written and co-produced by Max Martin, who would create the defining sound of Turn of the Millennium Teen Bop, I Want You Back is all big keyboard chords and catchy melody. The lyrics aren't much, but here they are. It's hard to say I'm sorry. It's hard to make the things I did undone. A lesson I've learned too well for sure. So don't hang up the phone now. I'm just trying to figure out just what to do. I'm going crazy without you. You're all I ever wanted. You're all I ever needed. Yeah. So tell me what to do now when I want you back. Baby, I remember the way you used to look at me and say, 
promises never last forever. I told you not to worry. I said that everything would be all right. I didn't know then that you were right. It's pretty average boy band material, but it was good enough for an introduction. I Want You Back would peak at number 13. It also hit number two in Canada and number five in the UK. The group would score two more top tens in 1999, then would get out of their contract with future inmates Lou Perlman when they found out he was ripping them off. They would have six more hits in the three years afterward, and their second album, No Strings Attached, sold 2.4 million copies in America in just its first week, a record that wasn't broken until Adele's 25 in 2015. The group has largely gone their separate ways after 2002. J.C. Chassé had one hit, Lance Bass was on Dancing with the Stars, Joey Fatone was in My Big Fat Greek Wedding, and Chris Kirkpatrick did a voice on the cartoon Fairly Odd Parents. Oh yeah, and that Timberlake guy. He's done some stuff. Now we're back in Canada for their number 29 song, Love, Pain, and the Whole Damn Thing by Amy Skye. Born in Toronto in 1960, Amy Skye was a professional songwriter for multiple publishing companies in the 80s and 90s. Her songs were recorded by, among others, Anne-Marie, Diana Ross, Belinda Carlisle, and Cyndi Lauper. In 1994, she was cast alongside David Cassidy in the Toronto production of the musical Blood Brothers, and two years later she released the album Cool Rain, which produced four top ten hits on the Canadian Adult Contemporary chart. Love, Pain, and the Whole Damn Thing was the first single from her album Burnt by the Sun. Love, Pain, and the Whole Damn Thing is Cheryl Crowish soft rock about how difficult relationships are. Here's how she expresses this. It's a little secret your friends won't tell. Heaven's highway sometimes takes you through hell. Love is work, and work is hard. There are ghosts inside the dark. And it takes love, pain, the whole damn thing. If you want my heart, you get everything. Love, pain, the whole damn thing. It's a crown of thorns to wear a golden ring. Love, pain, the whole damn thing. If you want my heart, you get everything. Cinderella walked upon broken glass. Sleeping beauty let a, let a whole lifetime pass. Love is blood and sweat and tears. Love means facing all your fears. Her vocal performance, however, doesn't match the rawness of the lyric. You wonder what, say, Bonnie Raitt could have done with this. Love, Pain, and the Whole Damn Thing would peak at number 23. She had a few more adult contemporary hits after this, and she's since continued to write and record while actively supporting multiple Canadian charities. Now we head back to the UK for song number 21, The Rockefeller Skank by Fatboy Slim. Born in Bromley, England in 1963, Norman Cook first tasted success as the bassist in the band The House Martins, who scored seven top 40 hits and a number one between 1986 and 1988. After they broke up, Cook turned to dance music, scoring hits under the names Beats International, Freak Power, and Pizza Man, before taking the name Fatboy Slim in 1996. 
The Rockefeller Skank was the, the first single from the second Fat Boy Slim album, You've Come a Long Way, Baby. The Rockefeller Skank is an exhilarating mix of dance beats, surf guitar, and a sample of rapper Lord Finesse endlessly repeating two lines about how he's the funk soul brother. It has some well-placed tempo changes, and it just grooves along like a booty-moving freight train from start to finish. The Rockefeller Skank was down from a peak of number six. It got to number 49 in Canada and number 76 in the U.S. Fatboy Slim would have 11 more hits, including the number one Praise You, which hit number four in Canada and number 36 in America. He continues to record, produce, remix, and DJ to this day. Hi, this is your host, Roger Stroop, letting you know that if you like my point of view on old pop music, you can actually find lots more of it on the Old Man Yells at Music blog. I've been looking back at top 40 charts from the 70s, 80s, and 90s and beyond for almost 10 years now. And I've done hundreds of entries and covered thousands of songs from the American, Canadian, and British charts. From the A's to ZZ Top. From Abacab to Zoom. You'll also find my Uneasy Rider tournaments, celebrating the odd ducks of the American Top 40. The 70s tourney is complete, but the 80s one is just getting started. And you can follow along on the blog as it progresses. And of course, you can find links to the latest episode of this podcast and the accompanying YouTube playlists there. So take a look at the Old Man Yells at Music blog, which you can find at bobbyglovescasey.blogspot.com. Why is it there? You'll have to go there to find out. That's the Old Man Yells at Music blog at bobbyglovescasey.blogspot.com. Oh, in case you forgot, Old Man Yells at Music is now on Instagram, at Old Man Yells at Music. That's right, Old Man Yells at Music on Instagram. Instagram! We're back, and we're still in Britain, this time for the number 18 song, Lost in Space by Lighthouse Family. Singer Tunde Bayewu and, keeper, and keyboardist Paul Tucker got together in Newcastle in 1993. They had picked up six hits before releasing this, the third single from their second album, Postcards from Heaven. Lost in Space is a mid-tempo pop-soul ballad about the depth of love and need for someone. Here are Los Lyrics. Sometimes I get tired of this me-first attitude. You are the one thing that keeps me smiling. That's why, that's why I'm always wishing hard for you. Because your, your life shines so bright, I don't feel no solitude. You are my first star at night. I'd be lost in space without you. And I'll never lose my faith in you. How will I ever get to heaven if I do? Feels just so fine when we touch the sky, me and you. This is my idea of heaven. Why can't it always be so good? This song is remarkable only in how boring I find it. It's electronic wallpaper. I don't understand. Who liked this enough to make it a hit? Lost in Space was down from a peak of number six. They had four more hits before pursuing separate projects in 2003. Then they reunited and released the album Blue Sky in Your Head last July.
Now we head back to America for their number 15, Sex and Candy by Marcy Playground. Formed in 1994, Marcy Playground was led by Minneapolis natives Dan Wozniak and Dylan Keefe, who moved to New York, picked up drummer Dan Reiser, and got a record deal. Sex and Candy was the third single from their self-titled debut album. Sex and Candy is semi-grungy alt-rock that's about a guy seeing an attractive girl while hanging out in the city. Is there more to it than that? Check for yourself. Hanging around downtown by myself, and I had so much time to sit and think about myself, and then there she was, like double cherry pie. Yeah, there she was, like disco superfly. I smell sex and candy here. Mmm. Who's that lounging in my chair? Mmm. Who's that casting devious stares in my direction? Mama, this surely is a dream, yeah. Yeah, Mama, this surely is a dream. Dig it. Hanging around downtown by myself, and I've had too much caffeine. And I was thinking about myself, and then there she was, in platform double suede. Yeah, there she was, like disco lemonade. So... Does the combination of scents indicate some sort of Lolita situation? Or is it maybe an older neighbor that was his first crush? Or is it all nonsense? It could be anything, really. What it is, is one of the better tunes of that late 90s post-grunge rock scene. Sex and Candy was down from a peak of number eight. It hit number two in Canada and number 29 in the UK. The group had no further hits. But although they haven't released an album since 2009, they're still together, although with a different drummer. Now we're in Canada for their number 18 song, Poets by The Tragically Hip. Formed in Kingston, Ontario in 1984, The Tragically Hip were fronted by charismatic lead singer Gord Downey, who would become known for enigmatic stage patter and breaking into monologues in the middle of songs. They released their debut EP in 1987, and over the next decade, they became the most popular homegrown band in Canada, with five number one albums and 14 top 40 hits, including 1996's chart-topping Ahead by a Century. Poets was the first single from the band's sixth studio album, Phantom Power. I'm not sure if I can explain exactly how and why the Tragically Hip became the national institution they already were by this point, but I'll give it a try. Their sound is a brand, is a brand of hard rock that lends itself to barbecues on docks by the water or prairie bush parties. And Gord Downey's lyrics, though often as obtuse, or should I say obtuse, as Dylan's or R.E.M.'s, made frequent references to Canadian topics. And yes, that included hockey on more than one occasion. So that's a uh, kind of a thumbnail sketch for you. Getting to this song, Poets is, while still firmly a rock song, probably the, most the band's most danceable hit. As for the lyrics, your guess is as good as mine. Spring starts when a heartbeat's pounding. When the birds can be heard above the reckoning carts, doing some final accounting. Lava flowing in Super Farmer's direction. He's been getting reprieve from the heat in the frozen food section. 
Don't tell me what the poets are doing. Don't tell me that they're talking tough. Don't tell me that they're antisocial. Somehow not antisocial enough, all right? And porn speaks to its splintered regions, to the pink amid the withered cornstalks in them winter regions. While aiming at the archetypal father, he said with such broad and tentative swipes, why do you even bother? Don't tell me what the poets are doing, those Himalayas of the mind. Don't tell me what the poet's been doing in the long grasses over time. I guess it could be about sex and reproduction. It mentions spring, porn, fathers, mysterious activities in long grass. And later on, Downey says something about topless women. So I might be onto something. Or it could be about, I don't know, the state of our food supply system. Or one of a thousand other things. Poets would peak at number four. The group continued to have hit songs and albums well into the future. But in 2016, while on tour, they announced that Gord Downey had been diagnosed with terminal brain cancer. The band completed their, the tour in August with a concert in their hometown of Kingston that was shown live on CBC television, preempting the last night of competition of the Rio Olympics. Downey died on October 17, 2017, and shortly afterward, the remaining band members announced they would no longer perform under the tragically hip name. We've now reached the top 10, and we're starting with the number six song in Canada, Adia by Sarah McLaughlin. Born in Halifax, Nova Scotia in 1968, Sarah McLaughlin was 18 and singing in a band called The October Game, when she was signed by Vancouver-based Network Records. She relocated to the West Coast, released her debut album in 1988, and had her first domestic top 40 hit in 1991. She steadily worked to become a platinum-selling artist on both sides of the world's longest undefended border, and she broke through to superstar status with her fourth album, 1997's Surfacing which to this point had given her her first, two, her first two U.S. top 40s and a Canadian number one with Building a Mystery. Adia was the album's third single. Adia is about loving someone who is struggling and trying to convince them that things can be better, while at the same time convincing yourself that there's only so much you can do to save them. This is how McLaughlin expresses this. Adia, I do believe I've failed you. Adia, I know I've let you down. Don't you know I tried so hard to love you in my way? It's easy. Let it go. Adia, I'm empty since you left me. I'm trying to find a way to carry on. I search myself and everyone to see where we went wrong. There's no one left to finger. There's no one left to blame. There's no one left to talk to, honey. And there ain't no one to buy our innocence. Because we are born innocent. Believe me, Adia, we are still innocent. It's easy. We all falter. Does it matter? Adia, I thought that we could make it. I know I can't change the way you feel. I leave you with your misery, your friend who won't betray. I pull you from your tower. I take away your pain. 
I show you all the beauty you possess if you'd only let yourself believe. McLaughlin's angelic yet pained vocal drives the emotion home. She just has this ability to make you feel the feelings, whether you want to or not. I can tell you firsthand because she always, she always chokes me up. And that part on Toy, when she sings the part in Toy Story 2, the when she, that when she loved me song, when Jesse is reminiscing about, about uh, the girl who used to play with her. Anyway, I digress. Adia was down from its peak of number three. It also hit number three in the U.S. and number 18 in the U.K. That summer, McLaughlin was on the bill of the second of three, tour, three straight tours of Lilith Fair, the all-female music festival she helped found. She's had five more hits, released several more albums, did another, did another Lilith Fair in 2010, and continues to campaign for worthy causes. Most famously, the Society for Prevention of Cruelty to Animals, for, for whom she has appeared in several television public service announcements. Now we're in Britain again for their number four song, Three Lions 98, by Bedell, Skinner, and the Lightning Seeds. David Bedell and Frank Skinner were comedians who hosted a weekly soccer-themed television talk show. In 1996, they teamed with the Liverpool band The Lightning Seeds for a song that expressed the hope that England would win that summer's European Championship tournament in their home country, the way they'd done when they'd hosted the 1966 World Cup. The song was an instant number one and was an anthem for England fans throughout the tournament, which unfortunately they did not win after losing the semifinal to eventual champions Germany on penalty kicks. Two years later, with England headed for the World Cup in France, the song was released again with updated lyrics. The original version of Three Lions saw singer Ian Broody lament the 30 years of hurt since the World Cup win, but pointed out some high moments of the period that gave him hope for Euro 96. This version focuses on that 96 loss, but sees it as something they, they built on when they drew with Italy to clinch their place in France. Here's some lyrics, and for those who don't know much about English soccer history, I'll explain some things at the end. We still believe. We still believe. We still believe. We still believe. It's coming home. It's coming home. It's coming. Football's coming home. Tears for heroes dressed in gray. No plans for final day. Stay in bed, drift away. It could have been all songs in the street. It was nearly complete. It was nearly so sweet. And now I'm singing three lions on a shirt. Jules Remet still gleaming. No more years of hurt. No more need for dreaming. Talk about football coming home. And then one night in Rome, we were strong. We had grown. And now I see Ince ready for war. Gaza, good as before. Shearer, certain to score. And Psycho screaming. Okay. Jules Rimet is the Jules Rimet Trophy, which was awarded to the World Cup winners from 1930 to 1970. 
Ince is Paul Ince, one of the team's midfielders. Gaza is Paul Gascoigne, who became a national hero during their semifinal run in the 1990 World Cup, then struggled with injuries before starring again in 1996. Shearer is Alan Shearer, their star striker. And Psycho is Stuart Pierce, a passionately expressive defender. Anyway, like the original, it's a catchy sing-along made for warbling loudy, loudly in a stadium. Three Lions 98 was down from its peak of number one. As for England, their World Cup ended in a game in the second round against their nemesis Argentina, which saw teenage phenom Michael Owens score one of the greatest goals in tournament history, young star David Beckham get foolishly ejected, and finally, the team losing on penalties again. A third version of the song, featuring additional contributions from Robbie Williams and Russell Brand, was released in 2010, but it only got to number 21. The original Three Lions reappears on the charts every time England is in a major tournament, and the song even returned to number one during the team's run to the World Cup semifinals in 2018. We go to the States one more time for their number two, You're Still the One by Shania Twain. Born in 1965, Eileen Twain was raised in Timmins, Ontario. She was singing professionally at a young age, and in 1987, after her mother and stepfather were killed in a car accident, she took a job singing at a Northern Ontario hotel to support her younger siblings. In 1993, she signed with a major Nashville label, while her debut album didn't sell well, it came to the attention of producer Robert John Mutt Lang, best known for working with rock acts like ACD, ACDC, Def Leppard, and Brian Adams. He not only offered to help write and produce her next record, but fell in love with and married her. Their first album, to, album together, 1995's The Woman in Me, was a massive seller, producing four country number ones and a top 40 pop hit in Any Man of Mind. You're Still the One was the third single from her third album, Come On Over. Co-written by Twain and Lang, You're Still the One, You're Still the One is a response to people who didn't think their relationship would last. I think the lyrics make that pretty clear. Okay, honestly, she's, just to give you a sense, she starts with a spoken word opening. When I first saw you, I saw love. And the first time you touched me, I felt love. And after all this time, you're still the one I love. Mm, yeah. And here's where the singing starts. Looks like we made it. Look how far we've come, my baby. We might have took the long way. We knew we'd get there someday. They said, I'll, I bet they'll never make it. But just look at us holding on. We're still together. Still going strong. You're still the one I run to, the one that I belong to. You're still the one I want for life. You're still the one that I love, the only one I dream of. You're still the one I kiss goodnight. It's a pretty safe but well-executed country pop ballad, made for anniversary parties. Just ignore the fact that the couple behind it split in 2010 when he cheated on her. You're still the one peaked at number two. 
It got to number seven in Canada and number 10 in the UK. Come On Over produced three more top 40s and is currently the ninth biggest selling album all time in America. She followed it up with another diamond seller in 2002's Up. After a greatest hits album in 2004, she moved to Switzerland, divorced Lang, remarried, did a reality show on the Oprah Winfrey Network, did a residency in Las Vegas, then finally returned to recording with the 2017 album Now. She began another Las Vegas residency in June of last year. We'll recap the top tens and look at a number one right after this. Hello, Roger Stroop again. We all know that COVID-19 is hitting small businesses particularly hard, and I have first-hand knowledge of this, as my wife is a home-based music teacher. Right now, she isn't doing lessons at home, but she has been able to teach some of her students over the internet, which got me thinking. You don't have to live in the St. Catharines, Niagara area to learn piano, voice, and or musical theory from Linda's lessons. I've told you before about her years of experience and many satisfied customers. I've also told you you can look up Linda's lessons on Facebook and see videos of her singing. You'll know for sure she knows what she's doing. So if you want to learn music and you think you'd be more comfortable learning over the internet, take a look at the Linda's Lessons page on Facebook. At the very least, you'll hear an amazing singer, my wife, Linda Quick. Thank you very much. And we are back to begin our top 10 recaps, beginning in the UK. Number 10, Horny by Moose T. The biggest hit for a German DJ. Number 9, The Boy Is Mine by Brandy and Money. A triple crown near mix for the two hottest one-named R&B divas of the day. Number 8, Looking for Love by Karen Ramirez. The North London singer's biggest hit. Number 7, Legacy by Mansai. Third of four top 10s by the, British, by the Brit Poppers from Chester. Number 6, Save Tonight by Eagle Eye Cherry, the biggest hit for Nene's half-brother. Number five, Vindaloo by Fat Less, another football song, this one by an artist, an actor, and a bass player from Blur. Number four, Three Lions 98 by Bedell Skinner and the Lightning Seeds. Number three, Sail of E by Bewitched, the biggest hit by a girl group from Ireland. Number two, Ghetto Superstar by Prize. The biggest hit by the least known Fuji. And the number one song in Britain this week was Because We Wanted To by Billy. The first of two chart toppers for a 15-year-old who would later appear in multiple series of Doctor Who. And now, America's Top Ten. Number ten, I Get Lonely by Janet Jackson featuring Blackstreet team up between Miss Jackson and the guys behind No Diggity. Number nine, They Don't Know by John B. The biggest hit for a soul singer from California. Number eight, Everybody, Backstreet's Back by the Backstreet Boys. One of the first American hits for the Orlando Boy Band. Number seven, Adia by Sarah McLaughlin. Number six, Come With Me by Puff Daddy featuring Jimmy Page. The Zeppelin sampling hit from that year's Godzilla movie. Number five, My Way by Usher, the Atlanta singer's third top five. 
Number four, My All by Mariah Carey, perhaps the least remembered of her 19 number one hits. Number, th number three, Too Close by Next. The Minneapolis group's only number one was also 98's biggest hit, according to Billboard. Number two, You're Still the One by Shania Twain. And the number one song in the USA this week was... The Boy is Mine by Brandy and Monica. And now, the Canadian Top Ten. Number ten, Stop by the Spice Girls, another hit for the girl power purveyors. Number nine, Never Ever by All Saints, the biggest international hit by Britain's second string late 90s girl, girl group. Number eight, Too Close by Next. Number seven, You're Still the One by Shania Twain. Number six, Adia by Sarah McLaughlin. Number five, The Boy is Mine by Brandy and Monica. Number four, Ray of Light by Madonna, the title track from Madge's comeback album. Number three, The Way by Fastball, the Austin band's number one about an elderly couple who wander off and die. Really, look it up. Number two, Iris by the Goo Goo Dolls. The Buffalo Band's smash ballads from the soundtrack of the Nicolas Cage Meg Ryan movie, City of Angels. And Canada's number one this week, and our spotlight number one, is... Torn by Natalie Imbruglia. Born in Sydney, Australia in 1975, Natalie Imbruglia started acting in TV commercials at the age of 15, and within a year, she got a role on Neighbors, the soap that launched the career of Kylie Minogue. She left the show in 1994 and moved to London to concentrate on her singing career. Torn was her debut single. Torn was written by two members of an L.A. band called Edna Swap and British songwriter-producer Phil Thornalley. It had already been released by the band and a couple of other artists when Thornalley, who was producing Imbruglia's first album, suggested that she give it a shot. The lyrics are about ending a relationship with a guy who didn't turn out to be who he seemed at first. Here are some of them. I thought I saw a man brought to life. He was warm. He came around like he was dignified. He showed me what it was to cry. Well, you couldn't be that man I adored. You don't seem to know or seem to care what your heart is for. But I don't know him anymore. There's nothing where he, he used to lie. The conversation has run dry. That's what's going on. Nothing's fine. I'm torn. I'm all out of faith. This is how I feel. I'm cold and I am shamed lying naked on the floor. Illusion never changed into something real. I'm wide awake and I can see the perfect sky is torn. You're a little late. I'm already torn. Imbruglia's voice is breathily frustrated, and the production is An Alanis Morissette light. It hasn't w aged well to my ears, but it hit the sweet spot of the zeitgeist back then. Torn spent three weeks on top in Canada, six months after reaching number two in the UK. On the Hot 100, it only made it to number 42, but that is deceiving. It got radio airplay worthy of a number one, but because it wasn't released as a single you could buy in stores, it didn't chart until Billboard changed the Hot 100 rules late in the year, when the song was well past its peak of popularity. 
Imbruglia's success after this was mostly limited to Europe and Australia. And she is scheduled to release a new album next year. So, how to sum up the pop music of July 1998? Well, the 90s form was holding in Britain and America. Dance music was big in the former, while R&B and hip-hop ruled the latter. The two Canadian women who had towered over the charts in the previous two years, Celine and Alanis, were, they were in between projects at this time, but two of their fellow countrywomen had risen up in their stead. Meanwhile, the two Orlando boy bands who had been exiled in Europe for a while were returning to a homeland ready to receive them at last. And in England, ever-hopeful football fans were fueling their dreams of glory with songs of hope and joy that would, alas, go unfulfilled. time for my recommendation segment, Old Man Yells at You. This week, I'm suggesting you check out Sarah Jessica Parker in the first and only season of Square Pegs, which is streaming on Amazon Prime. Very funny, very 80s, and a great theme song. I also recommend the original and best version of Three Lions from 1996. And finally, I'll do my Canadian duty by inviting you to explore some Tragically Hip. Try their best of compilation, your favorites. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Old Man Yells at Music podcast. As always, if you like what you've heard, share, subscribe, and leave a review where you found it. You can also leave feedback on the Facebook and Twitter feeds, both of which are at Mr. B. Glovehead, or on the blog post for the episode, which is at bobbyglovescasey.blogspot.com. Or, as I said at the top of the show, you can check out the brand new Instagram account, at Old Man Yells at Music. As always, there's a companion YouTube playlist for this episode, which I link to in the show notes. All lyrics quoted are for the purposes of discussion and review. No infringement is intended. Next time on the show, it'll be the 25th episode, so I'm covering something related to that number. What is it? Watch the feeds and tune in next week to find out. Until then, I'm Roger Stroop. I wonder if anybody'd think I've flipped if I went to LA via Omaha. So long, Charlie. Stay safe.